0: glory fortune fame passion heartbreak and success all on this episode of behind the behind the music we're going to get happy because I think I love David Cassidy ash welcome
1: thank you I'm so happy to be here this <laughs> is, intro is amazing this
0: is my new favorite game it's coming up with the intro <laughs> and you're
1: doing well you're 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 batting a million at this point.
0: Two for two. <laughs> um, that and 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 picking out the perfect lines, the perfect behind the music lines that I know will make you so happy as a writer. And the one that really <laughs> sung to me, sung to me like a David Cassidy ballad, was when David Cassidy stepped off the Partridge Family bus in 1970. He changed the definition of teen idol. <laughs> It was almost as good as later when they say, David Cassidy was at the top, but he didn't know how lonely it would be.
1: (laughs) I feel they've used that line a lot of times. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, That, that, that one. This one I felt like, so there's a few where I'm always, like, I'm excited because I think I'm going to, I'm like, what could they have done? An hour about 45 minutes of show about when I know one little sliver about a person. Yeah, this one has some of my favorite moments ever behind the music, but also it is one of those ones where I'm like, "Mm, probably could have summed this up in like a 15 minute short. (laughs)
1: Like, this could have been a web episode. Yeah,
0: exactly. Today, it would be today, it would be uh, one of those um, like honest trailers (laughs) or something. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I want to start with the concept of just teen idols in general because we haven't really done a full teen idol yet. No. Do you have a teen idol experience? Did you like have a Tiger Beat magazines? Because I oh, I, I'm, I I'm, had them all. Oh, you did? Okay. So, who were your teen idols?
1: Growing up, it was New Kids on the Block.
0: Ah, okay. Legitimate. Legit.
1: Legit. Legit. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
0: Oh, okay. Home, all right. I, right. I remember the JTT era. <laughs> yeah. oh, the voice of was, Simba himself, right? Wasn't Yeah. He the,
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Young Simba. Oh, yes. That's the only reason I wanted to go see that film. I was
0: just like, JTT's voice.
1: Um, who else? Oddly enough, Scooby-Doo.
0: <laughs> oh, right. I know I know about your love of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I actually... Let's I have this so I've been wanting to watch it with my kids because of you. And I have a Scooby-Doo Kiss crossover?
1: Oh, it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> and I keep trying to tell them, "Guys, come on, we got to watch this one. It's with Kiss, you know, the band that dress up with the masks." Cause I've showed them who Kiss are and we've watched them live things and I'm are
1: like Are they not terrified of them? No. I'm, t- I'm legit terrified of Kiss. No. Gene Simmons scares me.
0: See, so in my family, maybe this is a cultural thing, we make sure to pitch to the kids with, like, look, these guys are just like old Jewish guys like your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Still doesn't settle it for we've me. We've
0: already demystified them for the kids. Right like, there. Paul Stanley is just one step away from your grandpa.
1: Oh, man.
0: Um, So anyways, so my teen idol (laughs) experience, because even because I I remember the my my parents did not let us buy teen tiger beaded. Like there was a lot of stuff they didn't let us get. And it wasn't like censorship. It was just like, "Ah, we're not going to let you spend money on that. But many people had them at school. And I remember a big moment when I received a double sided poster of vanilla ice. (laughs) And put him up in my my closet door that was always open, had a closet in my room that was always open. And in the picture he was doing this funky kind of reverse version of the Vulcan Spock live long and prosper thing with his fingers. (laughs) And I actually like warped my fingers to be able to do the thing that he was doing just so I could be as cool as Uh, Van I
1: need to try and Google this poster because
0: (laughs) I will try to find this poster. So that was my That was my teen idol moment Really okay uh, I, I think I mean I don't know if he counts as one But that was my Tiger Beat Poster moment in my life
1: That's just so weird I don't even like cause I Was like yeah I had all those magazines And that's what I used to spend my pocket money on And I don't ever seeing Vanilla Ice in there once That's it funny It was always like new kids um, Chad Allen was in there um, The, the Coreys it was sort of like the the latter end of their sort of like teen heartthrob uh, t- years
0: the Corys
1: the Corys
0: you could just do ev- like behind the musics of them without music over and over and over exactly. again I guess it's well, kind of a sad ending once, now
1: once this is through we need to then work through the E2 Hollywood stories
0: <laughs> oh yes those are amazing <laughs> Those are amazing That'll be the sequel That's amazing
1: Yes
0: (laughs) All right So let's get to our subject here First of all David Cassidy Do you have a Not a relationship But do you have a relationship With David Cassidy And the Partridge family
1: Um, I used to watch The Partridge family When I came home From school as a kid I remember seeing
0: it Was it it on Much music For you Or Music I
1: think so It was either on like VH1 or Much music I'm pretty sure It was Much music though
0: because there was this period in, I want to say the 90s, nineties, 90s where suddenly it was on every day. And so yeah. I, I was, it was this sort of abstract thing, because it's not like you could go and Google it. And then suddenly, I'm like, I had seen 100 episodes. If there were 100, yeah. I'd seen 100. Yeah. And did you have a favorite character? Like, was David Cassidy your person? Yeah,
1: I think he was my favorite. I don't know if it was because, like, he was... Like you, I'd heard like I knew of the Purchase family and I knew of David Cassie before I'd seen the show, but like I think I was just drawn to him because it was like oh he was the one that everyone liked and I was like okay yeah he seems to be the fun one I don't know
0: uh, yeah he's. I, I always thought he was super cool, a little aloof, but super cool.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they all kind of were in those kind of
0: shows. Yeah, that's true because I mean, it was this prefab kind of thing. But I absolutely adored the adventures of Danny Bonaduce and the <laughs> and that guy who is the his like mentor, his like real life mentor. Like I'd like I'm assuming I don't think that guy's still alive But if they did like a Two Old Men version of that I would 100% watch that Oh man Yes Uh, So all right. So They talk about his shaggy locks And his androgynous outfits Those are Mm -hmm. um, I had So when I was in college I don't know if this is a kind of a weird side, but I took a class, I took multiple classes that were like history of rock music, history of music. Really? <laughs> yeah. God bless McGill University. It has a few very enriching classes where you were almost guaranteed to get an A. <laughs> uh, um, but I did learn a lot. To 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 its credit, I remember what I what I that stuff more than some of the other classes I took. And one of the classes I took was all about the music of the Beatles, and this one was in the music school, mm-hmm. um, and it was very, very—it was a much more intense class than any of the other ones. And one of the essays we read was all about androgyny and rock and roll, <clears throat> and it, there was a hypothesis, which I don't know the answer to, but you know, I don't know if this is proven or not, but that. The androgynous rock stars, and it used the Beatles as an example, as androgynous, as compared to the more sort of macho Rolling Stones type, had audiences that were more female and more of that sort of screaming audience that they described with David Cassidy, whereas Mm. the Rolling Stone types had more kind of like dudes in the audience. I have no idea if that's true, but that's the thing that popped into my head when they talked about his androgynous outfits.
1: Hmm. Does any of that...
0: That's that's an odd theory, right?
1: Yeah. Just because, like, I wouldn't call the Beatles, like, androgynous, though. Like, they were wholesome.
0: In the early days? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't... This was the premise of this article. Anyways, so... Random. Yes, exactly. Quite random. Anyways, so while Keith was making people happy, David was sad. (laughs) That's just some line like that. And... He wanted to be like a real... And this is the other one. He wanted to be a rock star, but ended playing one on TV. Uh-huh. And...
1: No, he didn't actually start off playing on the show, did he? No, he did Because no have... one knew he had musical talent, which I, I did not know. I assumed they cast these people based on their musical ability. Right. But they... no one knew that Cassidy had any... And then he was like, I want to play my own instruments And the guy was
0: like, uh, alright And then it turns out they have this star in their hand Yeah And the other thing that was cool I, I did not know that he was such a rocker mm. That he When they show this little scene of him shredding Like Jimi Hendrix style guitar
1: Yeah, yeah You kind of always pictured him being like an easy rock Kenny
0: G kind of like Yeah dude. Now they talk a lot about his frustration um, so let's say you're in that situation. You know, you got to kind of play. I don't know what the equivalent for you would be career wise. Maybe writing for a show on a particular network by a particular producer who, who inexplicably, I don't know what
1: you're getting at. who's
0: inexplicably his his multi camera shows like go on for decades.
1: I have no idea what you're referencing here. Uh,
0: um, would you? How would you? How would you cope with that?
1: I've been asked this question oddly enough before, and I think when you have no other option, you just have to go with it. It is frustrating, but there's got to be people along, the, like along the way that you're going to meet and are probably in the same boat, and you just sort of have to trudge through it. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't like David Cassidy. wasn't known before he got really on the Partridge Family, and I get it. It's confining and claustrophobic and, at times, but. This is what you wanted, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, and, and I will say, I admired that he was, like, doing shows on the weekend.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Like, there's nothing stopping you, right?
0: Yeah, he's got a pretty cool day job where he's super, super Wholesome
1: famous. and cute, and
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, now, how about the whole family connection on the show? What do you think, of, what do you make of that?
1: What was the family connection? family connection
0: is that Shirley Jones, who played his mother, was his dad's actual wife.
1: Oh, right, right, sorry. Um, Yeah, I did not know that either. I clearly didn't read the IMDb page, like, as a kid or anything like this, because usually I'm up on all these facts. Um, A bit—I don't know. It's a bit weird, but then I I guess it's Hollywood, so I guess it's not. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I guess so. I think— I think it was it was one of these strange things that my I, I don't remember not knowing it. Like every once in a while I'll 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 say a fact, I'll tell a fact to Allie my wife. Like the 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 one that repeatedly comes up is I was like Bob Dylan had a Christian period in the uh you know his gospel period in the late 70s early 80s. <laughs> And she was like, no, he didn't. And I was like, yes, he did. Everyone knows that. She's like, everyone doesn't know that. Nope, and, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> and Shirley Jones being David Cassidy's, like, stepmother, I feel like it's one of these things I don't remember not knowing. It's like Darth Vader's identity. It's just like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Darth Vader is Luke's father, and Shirley Jones is David Cassidy's stepmother.
1: I, I did not know that.
0: Um, have you ever worked with a family member?
1: Um, no, thankfully, I mean, I met my husband at my first job over here, but that doesn't really count.
0: Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> but no, no, okay. So I, I like. I think it would be uh, awkward to show up at work and <laughs> your parent turns out to be your your co-star. That's odd. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. Um. Now, what about the music? Did you did you do you, I don't have like a huge familiarity with the over of Partridge uh, Family songs. The
1: Partridge Family.
0: I mean, I mean, I know this. <laughs> there were a lot of songs on the show, but I remember the kind of the most famous songs. Do you have any great affection to any of the particular songs?
1: Um, I think "Come On, Get Happy" is the one that everyone's going to know and remember. I think that's probably the, the one that when it, you know, I get, I do get happy when it comes on. But like you, like you said, I don't really. I know there was a loads of show, or loads of songs in the shows, but I would know them to hear them again, but I couldn't pick one out.
0: Yeah, I, I think the only other one is "I Think I Love You." But oh yeah,
1: yeah, of course, yeah. And yeah.
0: Um, my only like sort of personal story about that is that so I was in a band in college, uh, and we had a song about the transit system in Montreal, and at one point my music that we wrote it was a silly song. And at one point, my musical partner figured out that the notes at the end of the song, like when you'd finish the song, we could actually just start playing "I Think I Love You." So we used to, we used to kind of mix up "I Think I Love You" with the um, the S T don't remember what it stands for, but it's uh, Montreal at the end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Montreal. Fair
1: enough. Montreal. Uh,
0: um okay all right okay we've talked about we've talked about the um well <laughs> we we're just talking about I think we I love you the music okay <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the show let's talk a little bit more about the relationships between the characters I mean the between the actors I loved my best supporting actor for this behind the music is definitely Danny bonaducci oh,
1: so you knew that was just a runaway, though. You knew that was going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, well, I want Bonaduce to narrate all sorts of things. Uh, <laughs> like your life. <laughs> yeah, and there's a moment that is probably among the five moments I remember most in Behind the Music that, that came, like, I had so much fun re-watching it, was the moment where Bonaducci talks about his first sexual encounter being with <laughs> yeah. a David Cassidy, like, groupie who was looking for david cassidy and he describes himself kind of in character being like hey there i'm danny
1: (laughs) yeah he was like 13 yep classy
0: classy and like those are the things where like i'm sure they knew about that they knew about the hit songs and they're like great we're gonna build a hole behind the music around these two pieces exactly um Another thing uh, they talk about with a cast member is that he does this tell-all book and talks about a brief encounter with Susan Day, the woman who played his sister. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not a lot of details. I feel like that's one of those things that they put in the they make you put in the book. They're like, we'll give you a book deal, but you gotta you have to have we slept must, with yeah. someone on the cast. Like,
1: yeah, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, like the Brady Bunch didn't they all date each other at one point? Oh,
0: did they? See, I'm not a Brady Bunch guy. <laughs> Do you know a lot about the Brady Bunch? Well, I only know what I know from each relevant story. <laughs> That's more than I know. Do we need um, more? And I know what I know from the movie, which I actually really love. The movies.
1: Oh, they are yeah.
0: I with um, what's her name? Who used to be married to Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. Yeah, I. I, I it's one of the ones where I like the sequel more. I like the very Brady sequel more than the. Um, the, the first one, because the very Brady sequel has Tim Matheson as the evil returning husband
1: very true no i'm still gonna stick with the first one
0: okay which is (laughs) which is the one with another behind the music um that i think is kind of similar to this one but it has davy jones in it is that the first one yes okay that's pretty amazing (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so i guess you're right i guess by comparison to the to some of the other shows the dating on this was not very um not very impressive uh, he comes from a family I was really sad to hear that his dad Died in a fire That was a really yeah. bummer And he seemed really sad about that um, That was another And then I, I This is not in the behind the music But I, I was googling as part of the research for this And he is Katie Cassidy's father Who mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Arrow?
1: Oh, I've seen bits of it Yeah. So she, she
0: was a lead on Arrow For a long time uh, I think her I'm not sure it's actually really hard to tell on those shows who's dead and who's alive so I <laughs> yeah. think she's like dead in one of the timelines but in other universes she's alive as an evil twin of herself great right. <laughs> but but it's you know big showbiz family um, and then the other thing that struck me in this story was when they talk about his concerts and the hysteria at the concerts like yeah. people losing their minds Do you, oh yeah have you ever been to a concert like that oh yeah Oh. Like, I'm,
1: I'm like that, like, when I go to the ground, <laughs> it's okay to see oh. improv. <laughs>
0: really?
1: Oh, yeah. But, I mean, my first concert was The New Kids on the Block when I was 10 years old. And it was everything that you see on the screen. Like, <laughs> I was screaming That's and crying. And, like, even, they did a tour, well, they did, they've done several tours in the past few years. But my friends and I went about five years ago, came back, no voice, screaming that much, singing and crying. Yeah. Oh yeah
0: So when you look back on that Because I have things that I've probably not loved enough to cry Although I would suspect there's like one or two concerts That have nearly brought me to tears Uh, But there are other things that I've loved Where I look back and I'm just like slightly ashamed Or it's a little bit Are you slightly ashamed or you just own it?
1: No, no I well, remember my heart of my sleeve I don't care
0: no, That's that's great I think I'm at the point in my life Where I can now But I know there are times Where like I liked something so much That I, I like Don't want to tell anyone How much I liked it Because I like Don't want it to be ruined By their judgment
1: Yeah see I do that Because I want to know who Who's decent to hang out with Ah. Like if, if you throw out your obsessions and be like I love this 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 and this and people are like ugh you're like get out of my I don't need this negativity get out of my life kind of that, thing.
0: That's fair. I I do enjoy <laughs> I mean I guess it's a pretty mean world on the internet but I I will say one of the great things about fandom today is that the ability to find people who like things as much as you like them is exactly. actually quite easy and yeah. exciting and reinforcing, right? Like We've had that experience with the various things that I think we're fans of. That just, oh wow, okay, it's cool to like. I mean, in the <clears throat> prevalence of comic cons and things like that, like people just yeah. come and unabashedly like stuff that they like.
1: Yeah, and I'm just happy that that's now like a cool thing to do. I guess you can say.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so that's any any. Uh, oh, sorry, we got to talk about body parts. Okay. So the 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 results are in from our poll from last
1: yeah. week. Yeah. Uh-huh. And
0: on Twitter, it was 50 50
1: mustache. The last I checked, I was winning.
0: No, no, it was 50 50 mustache to, I think it was 50 50 mustache to arm. And, and uh, the Instagram version of that, because uh, I put an Instagram poll, but I feel like that shouldn't count. I feel like this really is a Twitter poll, right? Like, Oh, not, really? <laughs> No, I mean I don't know. Do you want it? Do you want the? Do you want the? Do we should we count the Instagram numbers as well? I yeah, think you should. I think we should. Just okay. With it, yeah. All right. So the Instagram numbers. I think they favored the arm.
1: Damn! Really?
0: Yeah. I think I, I gotta. I gotta go check this again.
1: Oh, all my uh, mustache people let me down. Um.
0: Uh, Rick Allen's arm heftily on on Instagram. Oh no, no. Yeah, 67% Rick Allen's arm uh, So, when it comes to body parts <laughs> <the> Rick, <laughs> Rick Allen's arm Vanquished uh, Jim Croce's mustache But now, once again, we can make the case For or against our returning champion We have David Cassidy's hair And when I say hair, on. I mean Very specifically the beautiful
1: Flowing locks
0: The flowing locks, not his shorter You know, Broadway hair The flowing locks versus the missing arm. Go. Which one do you pick?
1: Uh, obviously, it's going to be the flowing
0: locks. <laughs> Mine. Just because like, about- the arm's grosser?
1: Pretty much, yeah. And they're flowing locks, you know what I mean? He, so, had, good, he had good hair.
0: So I, I'm going to go... F- I, I would like to know, listeners, all... Three of you. No, there's more than that, actually. Um, uh, Really? (laughs) Yeah, there is. There is more than that. It's cool. So all uh, I sort of like wanted to be self-deprecating, but it's you know no, there's more than three.
1: It backfires when there's actually more people. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. There's more people to vote. So people should vote online. We'll put it up. We'll put it up again. Um, uh, this week uh, on who they prefer, but I will join you in making the case for locks. Okay. Purely because I think that those. Those locks are are so unique. To, the same way the locks give the drummer, the same way the arm kind of makes Rick Allen. You know it's like his signature look Only this horrific Uh thing that happened to him I feel like those locks are integral To the success of David Cassidy Like you could see people Looking at that hair being like Man I want hair like that And you have to be so cool to make That hair cool I mean nowadays I just can't imagine Wearing that hairdo And so yeah
1: but that's it's a bit dated now I mean did you ever not like try and emulate Somebody's haircut
0: Oh, very specifically, I would say the dreamest dream haircut that I had. And I I, I didn't really emulate it successfully by any means, but if there was ever a time where there was like a man's hair that I wanted, it was very specifically John Bon Jovi's hair in the video for Keep the Faith. So (laughs) not his curly long hair, but that like straightened poof wave thing he had with his like vest and maracas, like, you know, like, so... I, and I had long hair as well so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Cassidy's hair
1: excellent um,
0: as well so those are our, that's our case for Cassidy's hair that's from which his power comes and uh, and we'll see maybe Rick Allen's arm will continue to win um, despite the despite the uh, our love for the hair yeah um, another thing we like to do here on behind the behind the music is is go through some of the episodes that we're not able to talk about because we do not have they mm-hmm. um, uh, we do not have the episodes ourselves but if there's someone listening who Please. perhaps works for Viacom and appreciates the free advertising we're doing for a show that no one can access. <laughs> 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 Please um, hit us up. <laughs> we're going to hit us up and send us the episodes we will talk about them. Uh yep. but there are a few we've got to talk about that we we haven't gotten to talk but they meant they were they're worth mentioning. And uh, so we, we last When people last met us was Def Leppard But there's actually a whole bunch that we haven't haven't Mentioned since then And yeah. I would say one that I really Loved and remember well from the days But I'm not sure if you knew This one is Jefferson Airplane Did you ever see that Behind the music?
1: Um, I don't think so
0: So that one Stood out to me uh, Because A. It, it's also where you learned that Jefferson airplane was also Jefferson Starship, and then Starship, which I think back to our comment, did we talk about how songs belong in the movie Mannequin? I think Starship song was actually in the movie Mannequin. Yeah, um, but also when you talk about a band having like intra band relationships, like the I believe one of the the band members slept with all of the other band members but one. And then, like, lorded it over that last one for the rest <laughs> of his natural life.
1: Fantastic. Okay.
0: So that it was a very, very um, lewd uh, story. Then we've got Ozzy. Oh, Ozzy! Is there anything left to say about him that a behind no, the music I mean, could cover? I think,
1: I think the Osbournes just covered it. I think we're good.
0: <laughs> were you an Osborne's fan? Were you? I was
1: a huge Osbournes fan. Um, I'm not a huge reality TV fan But I don't know what it was I'm a huge Ozzy Osbourne fan I love him Um, But yeah, I can remember coming on And my my youngest niece She was probably about 8 at the time Was absolutely obsessed with it Absolutely obsessed with it
0: It was a phenomenon It was different It was different than quote-unquote reality TV Because it was actually There was a show that I loved Called The Surreal Life I don't know if you
1: I saw. know of it. I've never watched
0: it. Yeah, I enjoy the kind of I enjoyed the kind of absurd celebrity stuff where you'd follow someone who the whole point of it is basically to go against you know your image of them. Yeah, and there was this great moment in in Osbournes where I think it was the Osbournes. Who knows? It was one of the spinoffs where before a show. They're going through the special effects and bubbles They are like blowing bubbles on the audience And Ozzy's Uh yelling I'm the prince of darkness I can't have bubbles (laughs) That's awesome uh, so then we got Joe Cocker, who uh, is a lot cooler than, I mean, he's the guy, you know, the theme song for The Wonder Years is, I think, how our generation knows who That's Joe Cocker is.
1: Ha- the only song I think I know by him.
0: <laughs> but I'm sure that would be an interesting one to learn what else there is to that. Frank Sinatra, I. where do you come down on Frank Sinatra?
1: Uh, as in, do I like or not like?
0: Like, not like. Yeah. Do you have an opinion of Frank
1: um, Sinatra? No, I, I like the crooners. I'm a huge fan
0: of those. I I dig them. I think he was
1: a dick, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I enjoy Frank Sinatra the actor. Uh Uh huh. Like if you've ever seen the Manchurian Candidate that he was in. Uh, But I really I I don't like that music. Like, and I love all kinds of music, but the like, shoot me to the moon, fly me to the sky, or whatever. All those different like. Ooh, yeah, no, they I have a hard time with those. That and,
1: is very weird. I would have not have thought that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just it's never been my thing. I, I like old music that comes more from the rockabilly blues, rock and roll, yeah. sort of Elvis stuff, but the Las Vegas y stuff is not my thing. But but not not down with it. But I do, don't doubt the man's talent, and I love the whole Rat Pack thing. I'm, like every kid in college, I had a Rat Pack poster. You know. Oh,
1: I know that in Scarface. I'm like, oh
0: God. Yeah, I, I had I had a I had a Rat Pack. I had an Italian version of the Godfather poster where it was like yellow Bajardo. It was like very deep. I had the monkeys, and I had a Yoda with all these cool quotes from Yoda.
1: Nice. Yeah, those nice.
0: Were, those were just, any other college dorm room posters you want to divulge?
1: What did I have? Yeah. I had, um, my first year of college, I had Vince Carter from the Toronto Raptors.
0: Oh, wow. Right.
1: Rookie of the year. I had that poster up. I had uh, a friend's poster up, an X-Files poster up. Um, and then I just had various, like, like ma- I was a huge, like, magazine person. So I have, like, Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon from the cover of Entertainment Weekly, like, hung up on my wall and that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, cool. All right. Okay, so then they got Studio 54. Do you ever see the movie? So are you I was just
1: gonna ask you. I'm like, I'm sure I've seen um this behind the music of it, but I remember the film more.
0: So the film and the behind the music are like oddly similar because I think they all. I, I'm guessing they all came out around the same time.
1: I was just trying to look that up. Yeah, I want to know when that so, came
0: out. So there was 54 of the movie with Mike. Michael Myers or Mike Myers?
1: Mike Myers, uh, my, not Michael Myers,
0: the killer. <laughs> that, that would Myers. that would
1: be a completely different film, yes. and I'm game for it.
0: <laughs> that would be I, that is a mashup. I would like to see that is a yeah. that is a zombies, Pride and Prejudice mashup. I want to <laughs> yes, see exactly. Studio 54 with Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, so the movie, I actually think that movie is terrific, and I think for him as an actor, like the great, very creepy, creepy dramatic performance as mm. Steve um, Rubel. Rubel. Uh, who the, yeah. the the guy who ran Studio Fifty Four, and then there was this movie, Last Days of Disco, that was like a different version of the same. Why did studios do that? How do they always come out with the same type of movie at the same time? I, I feel like you know the answer to this.
1: I I don't actually have an answer because like there was like what Armageddon, Deep Impact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a bug's life and it's, ants. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs>
0: that is awesome that, like, when I think of that, those are absolutely the movies that come to my mind first. someone someone's <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't think, and I'd love to say it's because you and I are on the same wavelength, but I think that's what people think. They're like, God damn it. Why do they have Deep Impact and Armageddon at the same time? <laughs>
1: exactly. Like, didn't Fashion the Furious and um, what's the one with Angelina Jolie, uh, Gone in 62nd, didn't they come out in the same year as well?
0: It's hard. Uh, I don't remember because those are like I don't associate those two together. I, I will okay. say I've seen Gone in Sixty Seconds" is a guilty pleasure of mine. I have oh, seen I've, it. we were just talking about this the other
1: week. Yes,
0: <laughs> R- Ribisi, Nick Cage, <laughs> blonde Angelina Jolie. I think yes. Robert Duvall. I think there's like yeah. I think there's like two Oscar winners at least, in three <laughs> three Oscar winners in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so 54, I think that story is awesomely crazy. And oh yeah I, I, I it is it is it, that is a music I really do not like. I, I can't there's disco? Maybe, maybe one disco song I like that's no. song September other than that, nope whole genre of music that I, I put. yeah I'll in. pass uh, but the story <clears> is about 54 and that whole world is just super crazy and amazing. Keith Moon, I, I, he must have had a crazy life Because he's the drummer for The Who Who's crazy, right? Like, certifiably yeah. crazy dude But, like, that's a, that's an odd thing to devote 45 minutes to uh, Bonnie Raitt Super yep. respect her Not sure what skeletons are in that closet uh, but Would no. like to know Yeah, exactly Culture Club <laughs> Reunion So they had a whole Behind the Music episode Called Culture Club Reunion I, mm-hmm. um, I guess they just talk a lot about Karma Chameleon Do you do you know more of the of Culture Club? Do they have? I kind of feel like I should, um, but I can't
1: think of anything. They have to have had like they can't have been like a one hit wonder now.
0: Is no? Is there? And this is like I'm going to test my Goldberg's memory here. Is there a Boy George Barry? Yeah. Boy George, right? There's a Boy Barry episode, right? Okay. (laughs) All right. Just making sure I remember that. Oh yeah.
1: Do you really want to hurt me?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. From the Wedding Singer, though. Like I didn't know that, that was a Culture Club song. I just knew that it was the song <laughs> that uh, Alexis Arquette sang in, uh, in. But
1: Barry starts saying it's Laney. Oh, really? Yeah, in that episode.
0: Man, that, I'm sorry to have a, have um, a little Goldberg's amnesia on that episode. That's all right. There's oh, a lot sorry. of episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, I've. Geez, woo. All right. I hope it doesn't hurt my credentials that I, like, I had a gap there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're smoking that, like, hard. For like, I,
0: I have, like, very specific, like, thoughts on seasons and episodes and whatever. But that one, I guess that one is much a hazier memory. But that's good because that that's a show I can rewatch so many times that when I find one that I only sort of remember, it's like, ooh, I found a, it. That's essentially how my mother watches all television. She doesn't. Great. <laughs> right. And then she's a great predictor of movies. Like in television plots like she's seen so Uh much but then sometimes you're actually just watching something with her that she's already seen and she just doesn't remember that she's seen it so she'll be like ah the doctor did it (laughs) and then she's like like, oh I've seen this one (laughs) Uh, Robbie Robertson who is Canadian
1: I have no idea who that
0: is so he is the print well there's a lot of controversy around it I wonder if this is in it but you know the band the band no So you know the song The Weight? Take a load off Fanny. Oh, okay, yeah. So the band is a band that I got into in probably the last decade through a really good friend of mine, Mark, also known as Bronze, also known as Bobby Buttons. And (laughs) Bobby Buttons, who is from Canada,
1: is a huge
0: fan. He's my friend with the most... Nicknames, like he's he's like the the variations of his nicknames are very very funny. There are many many there are many different ones. So I mean, Bobby like- Buttons is a huge The Band fan, and he was constantly. And I knew their kind of greatest hits, but I didn't really know much about them. Um, but they're they're comprised of uh, uh, guys mostly from Canada, except mm-hmm. for Lee Von Helm, who's from I want to say Arkansas. But He's from the south. And they really became the defining sound of Americana. You know, the, the Americana music sound is really mm-hmm. comes from the band. And they were Bob Dylan's backup band. That's where they kind of got the name of the band. And then they went off on their own. And Robbie Robertson was the... Or, or he argues that he was the principal songwriter of all of their music. And thus kept all the royalties. And that's why the other guys never spoke to him again.
1: Right, um, okay.
0: Uh, but I would... Na- Twenty years ago I would have not been interested in that. I'd have been like, who cares? And now I would actually love to see that. The I haven't really read many books since I've had children. And the one of the books that I am still reading for the better part of a decade is a biography of that band, the band. so that is probably an interesting story. Okay. Tony Orlando, I got nothing for you on Tony Orlando.
1: Nope.
0: Ditto. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, now, Gloria Estefan. Mm
1: hmm. That's just gonna be like like 10 minutes of talking about what she did and then like 35 minutes of them talking about the the, the bus crash.
0: Okay, so <laughs> Isn't all right. It? So, so I so I was going to be like, oh, so the, the, what what stands out to you about Gloria Estefan and the bus crash bus and crash. that is is kind of a big deal. Now, the personal connection I have to Gloria Estefan is that uh, you know, my mother uh, and my whole side of the family were um Cuban refugees. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories they all so automatically Gloria Estefan or Estefan, as my mother says, <laughs> is royalty in our family. Like her and right. Emilio, like no matter what, anything they do is a big deal. Uh, but apparently, they used to play in the on the bar mitzvah circuit in
1: really. Cuba.
0: Before they, before they, um, uh, either Cuba or Miami, they played in the bar mitzvah circuit. So, like, we, apparently my family knows people that had, like, them play at their bar mitzvahs. That's insane. Not in the behind the music, though. <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> but I, I bet. I don't know. You never know. You could have, you
1: might watch that episode one day and go, I know those people.
0: Uh, Jan and Dean, they are, that's surf music. Do you know? I'm, I'm not, I only I, know about them because of my McGill music class
1: I honestly thought they were talking about somebody I didn't know and Dean Martin
0: <laughs> so it's just like because
1: I quit, I was like who is this and I clicked on the link and I'm like oh okay there's no description I have no idea what we're talking about
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then and I think I'll end our sort of like rundown memory lane here um, with well I guess we got two more but but uh, one is Harry Chapin who mm-hmm. wrote Cats in the Cradle
1: Cats in the Cradle
0: And does anything come to your mind When you think of that song
1: My life is so sad Everything relates back to TV But the episode of The Middle Where um, Mike starts talking It's one of the Christmas episodes And Axel wants to go to Um Like a bonfire on Christmas Eve, and Frankie's really upset. And Mike comes in to talk to him. He's like, Okay, well, if you want to go, you know, that's fine. And then he just is like, Oh, this is just like the cat's in the cradle. And he's like, Axel's like, What are you talking about? And he's like, Oh, it's a song. You've heard it. And he starts repeating the lyrics to Axel and like starts tearing up. And it gets me every time. I'm just done.
0: (laughs) It's that one and Father and Son by Cat Stevens that are kind of evoke the same kind of story. But mm. but for me, Cats in the Cradle comes down to three very weird words. And that is ugly kid Joe.
1: Oh I forgot about that idiots. <laughs> <verse. laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> that version played non stop yep. throughout the nineties.
1: Yep, how I must have just wiped it from my memory, and now I, you've brought it back.
0: I had that CD, I got it from Columbia House, and I had their song "I Hate Everything About You." I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that song, and mm-hmm. that song had Julia Sweeney dressed up as Pat in the yes. in the video music video. <laughs> so there's yep. that. And then last but not least, Gloria Gaynor, who sang "I Will Survive." Again, I'm not sure what a whole, what a whole. Um, Uh, Behind the music would say, but that song is kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, overplayed, but not over, like, but sort of also untouchable in its greatness. Yeah,
1: like, I don't mind hearing, you can have that on repeat. I'm fine
0: with that. Yeah. Like, if you're at a, I don't know why all my references are, well, I know why all my references are bar mitzvahs, but like, (laughs) uh, uh, but it would always play at a bar mitzvah and like everyone would stop what they were doing and gather around yeah, you. and sort of pretend to sing the song and all of that. Well, thank you for going down this trip uh, or this trip down at memory lane with me and talking about behind the music and going behind the behind the music. I'm, so I'm going to not forget what I forgot last time. And I'm going to okay. say, where can people... Um, find you and is there anything you'd like to plug
1: (laughs) well um you can find me on twitter i'm comedy underscore girl on instagram i'm improvinator um do i have anything i want to plug we have a comedy show coming up on the on the 7th of july 6th of july no 6th of july here in sheffield
0: oh wow are you gonna be in it uh, yeah, there going to I wish I could come. Um, I know, but is there going to be any like uh, video, like, or is it is it not cool to tape a comedy show?
1: Uh, we don't really record them. No, I mean maybe somebody can get like a phone clip or something.
0: But is no. it a sketch show or a no it's imp- improv? Improv? Oh, okay, cool. Does that depend on audience participation or is there like an improv master? Um, like uh, Drew well, Carey or whatever? We, the I don't know who did the. Who, that that bold British guy from
1: yeah that British guy no lying? one knows uh, no we just which yeah we just sort of get suggestions from the audience so like the suggestions come but we do all the work
0: oh wow okay that's really cool well I i on my bucket list is to see one of your shows
1: thank you so, um,
0: uh, you can you can follow me uh, at pancake for table on Instagram and Twitter if you like the um, as as it has been described by others the buttery tones of my voice this is the <laughs> <laughs> but my dear friend Lindsay um, also known as AfrosXII XII on on Twitter and my buddy uh, Sun Jen they both they both love to call the my voice buttery If you'd like to hear more of it uh, There's another podcast That I participate in With my sisters Called Friday Which Nightmare. is a
1: hoot By the way Oh
0: thank you I'm so glad We have to We have to do a crossover We have to You would Oh I cannot I don't know if the internet Can handle you and my sisters Talking I was TV just together. waiting to say
1: I don't know if Yeah I don't know if it's a good idea Because like your sisters Sound like my kind of people And I'm I Yeah Well <laughs> oh,
0: I There's nothing more in the world Than I want Is for you to take like One of these classic British vacations Down in the Islands with my sister Lily. Like oh. this is that is a show I need to watch. Fair As, enough. <laughs> you two I'll be there next week. Are made to be friends. But uh, thank you so much uh, for the kind words I'll tell the sisters. Um, and Please. you can follow this podcast. But I guess you're already listening to it if you're listening to thank it. Thank you. <laughs> but you can tell people about it and tell them that it's available on iTunes and it's available on Podbean. And it's available. Um, I, actually, I put a little site uh, up for it, pancakefortable.com slash btbtm. There's another place you can find it. And give us a review. Uh, give us a rating. Uh, again, listen to it with a friend who also <clears throat> likes music. All any of those things,
1: or just pop culture geekiness. Really. Yeah, because we kind of cover a lot of stuff on this
0: one. Exactly, exactly. This is our <laughs> this is our vehicle for for what is what was initially like a year long text message chain. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <Very much. laughs> All right, so we have gotten happy. We have um, think we've loved. <laughs> and we've yep. explored the success, heartbreak, passion, fame, fortune and glory of the behind the music of David Cassidy. Thank you for joining with us and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.